Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Five Songs or Less. This is Danny, and this week I punished Dante. Ooh, yeah. A groove going. I punished Dante with Taylor Swift. Hey, Dante. Hello. How's it going? It's going all right. I uh, struck out at another PlayStation 5 just moments ago. Yeah, yeah um, I witnessed it this time. Partially live on air. Yeah. But do not worry. Oh, fucking cock. <laughs> fucking 27 minutes ago, PlayStation Direct uh, had a restock, and now they're already out. Fuck, man. I don't know fuck, why you do anything else except for just keep an eye on this stuff. If it wasn't for this, I would have like three PlayStation 5s by now. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the PlayStation's 15, if my math is correct. Uh, um, so yeah, that that's a bummer. Have I played a game on my Xbox in the past three weeks? Yes. Past two weeks? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, Was that game originally created in this decade? The game that I played? Yes. Most recently? Yes. I mean, maybe some download. No, 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 no. Original game content, not DLC. Um, define decade. Was it Skyrim, Dante? It was Skyrim. I love it so much. <laughs> Someday they'll put out a new a new game. I might be too old for it at that time. No, I'm just kidding. There's no way. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, right. Totally quit, quit my job and delve so far into that. Uh, I hope it is good. I, I feel like there's no reason for them to make games that are good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like everything... And... Even in console games, everything's now like, oh, you want this gun pack? Well, you have to spend, you know, $15 at the whatever store. Bullshit. I know. And like just, I mean, that started with like, you know, iPhone games or whatever. Yep. But I that's now like seeping into more mainstream that sucks. You know, console gaming. It's just like, yeah. But it's just like, it's all so mathematically they're like we're gonna make the most money possible from this game and mm-hmm. so we can monetize so much we they're so good about like they must hire so many psychologists like evil psychologists <laughs> who say if you if you like tell the player that they you know are so close to this meaningless accomplishment Mm -hmm. they will pay x amount to get there because the feeling of not getting there must be like heartbreaking to these gamers or something or like if you see ads on on instagram or whatever and it's like they have like the fake like they have like the fake like finger and like you see it like move around Mm -hmm. the screen and it's like 
Like, 98% of people can't do this because they're fucking morons. But you, you're, <laughs> Are you a you're, moron? Moron? You're handsome and good. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I am handsome and good. I can do it. But all the games suck. They suck. And so I'm just really worried that, like, Skyrim, um, well, yeah. not Skyrim, but, like, the next Elder Scrolls Skyrim game. 2. Yeah. Is that what they're going to call it? Uh-huh. I mean, the rumor is it's going to take place in Hammerfell, I believe. Ooh. Which is the home of the Redoran. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Also, let me double check that because uh, if that's wrong, I feel yeah, like that's... I'm in, I, if it's wrong, I'm embarrassed for you. I said home of the Redoran? It's home of the Red Guards. Wait, who are the Redoran? Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I straightened myself out. House Redoran is one of the great houses of Morrowind, which was a great fucking game. So maybe the next game will be called... Skywind. No, they're they're not. Those are the names of two separate places. They're not just going to combine the places. Why not? Because it would be like it'd be like saying like, oh, I loved uh, I loved Escape from New York, and I loved Escape from L.A. I'm gonna love Escape from El York. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. Well, yeah, we'd watch it. We'd talk about it for 45 minutes on the podcast, but it wouldn't be good. (laughs) Hell, York. What have you been up to, Danny? Oh, laughing at that joke. Oh, my God. Just dealing with house shit, man. I I just want to get this house closed and start working on it and get moved in. I'm so tired of having to set up all of this. Every time we pod and every time I have a meeting, I just want an office space on DVD that I can watch whenever I want. I And I want a new house to watch it in. Yes. I for sure had office space on DVD. I did too, for sure. Back, like, I think my mom got it for me when I was like, Aww. in like ninth grade or something. Like, yeah. Mama Dante. Well, I probably watched that director's cut, or not the director's cut, the commentary, mm-hmm. many a times as well. I would, I would watch. I miss like you don't get that with streaming. There's no director's no. commentary. Yeah, sometimes there's some features, but it's just usually like a fucking featurette or something like that. But yeah, you don't get the yeah. commentary anymore. Even on even on Blu-ray and DVD, I feel like that was that was starting to go away. Really? Hmm. Yeah. yeah I, boy, I really. There was a time in my life when I was like pretty big nerd about that stuff yeah yeah um and like some of it would be very funny if it was like a funny movie or it would just be like you know they would get really into why they composed the shot yeah yeah and and all that stuff and i'd be like oh i'm gonna fucking like i'm gonna bore my girlfriend with this (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) no let me explain why donnie darko is the best oh god did I, I told you about how my mom scared the fuck out of me with Frank before? What? No, no, no. So I think she may have gotten that for me on DVD as well. Um, so yeah, you know, I saw Donnie Darko at whatever age, like, I don't know, 14, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. And sometime after that in our newspaper, there was like a movie, like a special movie section or something. And I don't remember what it was like, you know, best anti-heroes of all time, or maybe it was just like a, 
I, you know, maybe best like cult movies or something like that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it was this like big, like full page picture on the front of Frank of of like I mean it was just like Frank's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but like she knew that fucking thing kind of freaked me out. And so one time, like I was in the shower. And she had she slipped the whole newspaper section under the door and like and oriented it so when like I got out of the shower and opened the curtain it was like on the ground in front of me like looking up to me and yeah. I remember just being like like just kind of like frozen for a second <laughs> like and again I was like probably like fifteen sixteen at the time yeah 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 I'm scared of paper <laughs> why was I scared of paper was I, don't I know. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, 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 I get it. Uh-huh. Took me a minute. Took everybody else even longer. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. That's all that's been going on is the, the, the stupid stuff with the house. I mean, you signed something a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. We signed, we had a notary come to the house and we had to sign like a fuck ton of papers and all that. And then there's all these final closing things and they're like, oh, we need this. We need proof of this or whatever. And, oh, you need to take this home buyer's course or something. Fucking, I'm at the end of the process. Why am I taking this course now? Yeah. So you know all the things you didn't do, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's fine. But we're supposed to get the keys tomorrow. Maybe. And then it's closed. And that that's when we get the keys. That's when it's closed. And then you don't have to talk to anybody anymore about it. Uh, well, I'll still talk to our realtor a bit because she has some some help with like uh, she's got this guy that's gonna do the painting for us and stuff. But just about done. Uh, did you ever in your in your life of not knowing what you wanted to do uh, mm-hmm. consider being a real estate agent? Nope. I for sure uh, ponied up like three hundred bucks or whatever for an online really real estate like course or something uh-huh. like that because you need to pass some tests to be yeah 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 and uh i think i made it through like the f- may- i maybe made it through the first section mm-hmm. also i was doing this like you go through slides and you're supposed to learn shit or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. i also did this at my current job <laughs> like at the time and this is back when i was like 21 maybe mm-hmm. yeah it was just it was just me not knowing like i hated the job i had mm-hmm I don't know why I thought like real estate. I like I knew one person who was like sort of into real estate, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, it's kind of a you know easy cool thing to get into." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then just here's three hundred bucks, and uh, just was like, "This is boring, and I don't want to do it." I'm like I don't want to go to school. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> so stupid. Never even thought about real estate shit up until a few months ago when we decided to. Uh buy a house what was the like did you have you know oh maybe i'll try doing this or like did you ever have any designs on like a career that like now looks like crazy in hindsight um no i mean my first job that i was like serious about and wanted to pursue was being a photographer and (laughs) that yeah yeah i know (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I feel yeah. like you could have, but I also feel like you have to. It's probably one of those like 
jobs where it doesn't matter if you're good enough. It matters if like you also know like the right people who yeah. will hire you or like bring you on to their crew or whatever. Yeah. I was, I'm not extroverted enough or personable enough to take pictures of bands that aren't playing live. Cause whenever I took like promotional shots of bands, you know, just like standing there looking cool, I'd be <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't just stand there. I can't remember your names. You funny looking one. Yeah. Move over a little bit, I guess. And they all move over. Yeah, they all move over. I mean, I made, I made a bit of money off of doing that kind of stuff, but my real passion was for taking pictures of bands live and there's no fucking money in, in doing that. So, and I yeah. didn't want to be a wedding photographer or anything. Sure. So I don't know. Went, uh, pursued my career in a record store clerk. That was pretty fun. There's, there's some perks to that. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I built my record collection. I met some cool people. And um, you met me. And I met, and I met Dante. <laughs> Lest uh, we forget. Met met my wife through that. And yeah. Me. And <laughs> yes. Also Amanda. <laughs> met I met the love of my life. Also Amanda, <laughs> who I married. Who I married. Oh. We have uh wait, now it's time for our recurring segment. Dad. I hope not. Oh. Um it's your Joe Rogan update. <laughs> Joe Rogan is very worried about straight white men being silenced. According to the podcast host, who has a $100 million contract with Spotify to talk to roughly 190 million listeners each month, at least as of 2019, society is on a trajectory to a point where straight white men won't be able to openly voice their opinions. Rogan voiced that opinion to comedian Joe List on May 13th, in episode 1651 of the Joe Rogan experience. That is a beautifully written couple of lines. It really, really is. That is so good. Um, Andy Ortiz. Good job, That's Andy. Andy, Andy with an I. Andy Ortiz. Sorry, I don't know what um, publication this is. This was sent to me via screenshot. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Straight white men won't be able to openly voice their opinions. Rogan voiced that opinion. (laughs) (laughs) To comedian Joe List on May 13th in episode 1651 of his podcast. Also, oh my God, that is so good. The fact that he makes $100 million and speaks to... I mean, if that's true, he speaks to like over half of the country yep. in terms of population. Yeah. Oh, God, that is journalism right there. Yep. That's um, great. Good job, Andy. High five. Whoosh. Come on the pod. If, if you want to, I guess. We don't have guests, but. I mean, no, but we might make a, an exception for this. And yeah. I mean, it, no, our listening audience isn't quite as big as Joe Rogan's, no. but. No. We are both uh, taller, so yes, kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to intro the pod? <laughs> um, yeah, let me rewind GarageBand a little bit here, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 
That was my rewind sound. Uh, I'm, like, did you have a beta? Like, I never <laughs> like had that, so maybe that sounds like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is that Betamax? It's a Betamax sound. Well, should we All get right, let's give the people here? what they want? Yeah, I'm a little worried going into this episode. Are you? I am. Why are you worried? Wait, well, why wouldn't I be, and why would only you be worried? Well, you've already listened to Taylor Swift, I assume, for the last week or so. That's correct. Um, so you, sh- you wouldn't be have to be worried about having to listen to Taylor Swift. You're, correct. I don't know why you would be worried about your opinion of Taylor Swift. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about my opinion. Are you worried that? Depending on uh, the outcome, we're no longer going to have a podcast anymore? Not on the outcome, just that this will exist. Hmm. I It would not shock me if this episode gets like shut down within you know hours of it being out. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to put clips of the song songs uh, into the episode. Because I know that can get it taken, taken taken down. We could get totally owned by uh, the Swifties out there as well. I'm not worried about that because, I mean, who cares? Mm-hmm. But also, I think um, as maybe aggressive or as like all aware as they might be, mm-hmm. I think we can fly under their radar. We can definitely fly under their radar. I also have nothing, I don't think anyway, I have nothing to say that would offend a Swifty. I don't. Oh, you don't? I you don't? don't? Dante probably mm-hmm. does. I'm about to ruin Taylor Swift's career. <laughs> I'm about to do what Kanye tried and failed at. Once again, I have to finish what he started. <laughs> That's I I designed all of his his t-shirt line. Yep, yep. Cuz he just he just ordered the biggest white t-shirts he could find and, and then I had to provide the art and you ordered um, uh, one small for yourself that you're currently wearing. Yeah, this is uh this is their youth small. Um it's as small as it gets. Yep, yep. Um still a little baggy. It's very short though. Like, is it? It, yeah. Uh, these, I gotta get a new batch of white tees because these have shrunk enough. Where, mm. yeah, I got, I got a stupid torso. We're we're not here to talk about my stupid torso though. <laughs> we'll leave that um, to the Swifties. Yeah, that's right. Um, if any, if there's any group of people that knows a thing or two about stupid torsos, <laughs> it's the Swifties. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we'll be right back. Where where are you going? Welcome back. <laughs> That's our commercial me saying, "Where are you going?" <laughs> where are you going? From the makers of Are we there yet? <laughs> Taylor Swift, a musician that uh, I have only liked since the year 2019. Absolutely hated Taylor Swift before that. Like actually, like you had an opinion. It's not that you just didn't care. I had you hated. I, her. I had an opinion because like "Shake It Off" was like you know popular, and uh, they would play it at like the kids' daycare sometimes because you know they would play songs and the kids would dance around and stuff. 
and like, oh, he's listening to that. Uh, they're listening to Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm a snobby cis white man who doesn't like pop music. Uh. Um, yeah, yeah, you sounded awful. I know. Amanda got into Taylor Swift before that, and she would listen to Taylor Swift, and I'd be like, oh, I hate this. This is stupid. I'm a snobby cis white man, and I hate this. Why did you feel the need to identify yourself <laughs> like that? When I'm only doing opinions? that now. <laughs> mm. I think you thought that by saying that, that that would lend more, more credence to your opinion. Yeah. You thought that gave you power, that you're a cis white man. Ugh, what a cis white man thing to think. I know. Um, so how did Amanda get into Taylor Swift? I don't know, actually. She, Are you guys not talking? <laughs> we're not talking anymore. <laughs> She's sick of my bullshit. She probably just started listening to Taylor Swift because she's more into pop music than I I was and kind of still am. Pop music was always just something that I was very against for a very long time. And I've slowly, we've talked about this a bit on like the Labyrinth episode and stuff and kind of broken down those walls of like being okay with pop music and understanding that there's nothing wrong with this. Like the song Shake It Off, for example, I thought was terrible stupid song and now i fucking love it it didn't make it onto the playlist but it almost did it was yeah that song's fucking great it was on the long version of the playlist it's a fucking i can tell you what song you should have taken off and put shake it off on instead well we're not talking about the songs yet we're talking about shake it off that's a song yeah but we're not talking about the songs on the playlist yet okay shake it off is great Mm mm-hmm um, there was a handful of songs, including two on this playlist that I was already familiar with. Okay. Um, though one of them I didn't know I was familiar with until I was like, oh, this song. Okay. Oh. And I just didn't like, I never knew the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I, I just heard something it. something I could have asked you beforehand. I assumed. Well, yeah. And maybe this is a, a bad on my part, but I assumed you didn't know any of her music. I mean, I knew... I knew a few of the hits. I certainly I knew "Shake It Off." I knew a couple songs actually on from an album you gave me nothing from, "Red." Oh, I, oh, I had one song off of "Red," the opener off of "Red," almost made it. Um, what's that song called? Um, I don't remember. It was fan. one that I had. Big fan, huh? I had just big Taylor Swift fan here. Swifties, get them! Get them! I had just discovered this song in making this playlist, and I thought it was pretty good. It's called State of Grace. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that song. I I think I just knew the songs. So I had, that was 2012. I had just moved to Wyoming, and that was on the radio quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so you would hear, we are never, ever getting back together. Yeah, yeah. And um, I knew you were trouble. Mm-hmm. Was that on Red? Yes. Yeah. 22. I, I, I know... What? 22, the song, also a single off of that? I might know it. I'm not sure. But yeah, those two songs for sure uh, were really big. And then was Shake It Off on 1989? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Knew that song. I knew of Dear John. I don't know if I've ever actually heard it, but I just knew what it was about, Mm -hmm. um, which I found funny. But yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't walking to this 
walking into this completely cold. I mean, mm-hmm. even someone like me, it's it's hard to escape something as like ubiquitous as Taylor Swift, especially when you're around um, mostly white teenage women yeah. for a lot of your time. Yeah. So bus rides, sometimes in the gym, mm-hmm. would hear. I think one of these songs I... I know from like the team mm-hmm. somehow. Okay. I, I don't think I heard it on the radio or some other place. I think I just heard it like, yeah. Um, I was punished. Someone else punished me with it already. They got to me before you could. Yep. Those teens. I don't know. Through the years and like having kids and we would play the songs in the car because, you know, for the kids, because it's music that kids would be into as well. They hear them at daycare. And it just kind of like, broke down those barriers of like being a fucking snobby asshole. And then when lover came out in 2019, something about, especially the singles on that album, uh, uh, you need to calm down and Jesus fucking Christ, Danny, what's the other single? What's the other single? Big fan. Me. Big fan. Me. Featuring our, our buddy, Brandon Yuri. AKA Panic at the Disco. Brandon Brandon Maie? Yes. No, oh. me. The song is called Me. When you when you get ready to go out like for the day, <laughs> like sometimes will you like you'll oh it's going to be sunny, so I'm going to put on a hat and then you're like, "Mm, the sun might be too strong. I'm going to put on another hat." <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> me putting it's on a, a hat never happens. Yeah. Not a hat guy. Wait, did you not send me a photo of you with a hat? I mean, I've worn hats. Recently? Oh, I was wearing a hat because no, I was I, I was you. wearing Han's Star Wars hat and it I looked like Sufjan Stevens the way I was wearing it because it doesn't fit on my head. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were you said you were Sufjaning. I'm Sufjaning. That word, I can't figure out, like, all right, is that guy trying to be, like, a bro, or is he trying to be, like, a fucking, like, pixie? He's trying to you know, transcend like, it all. Sometimes he looks just like a, like, like kind of down-the-middle white, like, college dude, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then other times he's all glittered and winged yep. and, and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I that's fine. He does what he, he wants. He can contain multitudes, but it's it's just confusing for someone like me. Yeah. A adult. But anyway, Lover came out. It's fucking great album. There's a couple songs I'm not that big on. Um, but all in all, it's fucking great album. And it made me rethink my entire take on Taylor Swift. And I've since gone back and listened to earlier stuff and realized that being a uh, snobby, gatekeepy asshole is pretty stupid yeah but what um what gate were you keeping you just didn't like you didn't want to go through a gate yeah yeah i was just the gate of uh music that i like and appreciate is the gate i was guarding music that i think is good you didn't want to poison your taste yeah yeah taylor swift pop music (sighs) that has since changed quite a bit over the last no, couple years. No pop music. Now let's get back to Blink-182. Yeah. 
It's so fucking stupid. Honestly, Blink-155 and the Nash at large was a huge uh, contributor to breaking down the, these walls as well. Um, because I realized at the end of the day, like all the Blink-182 songs I like can easily be reskinned as generic pop music. And generic pop music can be easily reskinned as pop punk or whatever. It's all just music, and what it and what it comes down to is is the song good? Are the bones of the song good? Like all the Whoa. shitty new Blink One Eighty Two, the songs are actually pretty good. They're just not presented well. Sure. So I don't know. I try to be less stompy these days. Yeah, and then so then you force yourself to listen to things you don't really like as much. No, I don't force myself to. I just try to remain a little more open to uh, listening to new things. Uh, And I mean, this podcast has helped a bit too. I've listened to Third Eye Blind and (laughs) it was difficult, but I made it through. And I even went back and listened to that debut album once. And I was like, this is kind of good. Swift, Third Eye Blind. Ooh, looking for that connection? Yeah. Uh, let's see she, on Reddit. There's 22 semi-charmed lives. Third Eye Blind versus Taylor Swift. I don't. We don't need a. No, no. A I want fight. a picture of Taylor and Third Eye Blind guy. Uh, Stephen Jenkins. Yeah. The Jenk. The Jenkmeister. Old Janky Steve. Yep. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Um. They've just been ships passing in the night all these years. I guess, yeah. That'd be too good to be true, I suppose. So let me tell you, the only thing I really knew... So, like, I knew a few of Taylor Swift's songs. I knew kind of her persona. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I knew that uh, Kanye interrupted her MTV music uh, I believe it was, yeah, video? VMAs. She was VMAs? winning an yeah. award for... Right. I Ooh, is that our first song? I, I think it was like in like 09 or something. Like it was a very long time what ago. Was she? Ooh, I'm going to look at this up real quick. She, she was she was accepting something on behalf of Beyonce? <laughs> According to Kanye. Yes, is our, our first song. Big fan. Danny Ensley, big fan. Taylor Swift. He's going to say that every time I don't know something today. <laughs> yeah, which is... Uh, it's been five times and we haven't even talked about one of the songs. So. <laughs> I forget things. I have an old, old brain, Dante. Old brain. Big <laughs> fan. Old brain. Dante, our first song is titled. This is going to get weird. Is entitled. The thing I say to you when you try to move in with Shoegaze Girl. You belong with me. If you're following along at home, this is the time you would go listen to the song You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your wife and society at large disagrees. Sure, sure. The fact that you have a family. Well, you know what? um, You Belong With Me is off of the album Fearless, which we are, Dante. Well, let's... Let's speak on that for a while. Okay. Shall we? Okay. <clears throat> I got some things to read you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I got some Taylor Swift quotes. 
Hit me with start it. things off. Quote, I'm scared of getting framed. Look at me. I wouldn't survive in jail. Hmm. Okay. Singer-songwriter Taylor Swift said she was, quote, completely terrified of going on tour in the wake of the deadly 2017 attacks on Ariana Grande fans in Manchester and a Las Vegas outdoor concert, and revealed that she fears stalkers trying to break into her home. Okay. Hmm. Probably, probably um, not unfounded. Headline, headline, Taylor Swift opened up about her, quote, biggest fears including stalkers and her fans' safeties. Yeah. Safety, not safeties. Definitely something for someone in her position to be fearful of, for sure. While on the Ellen DeGeneres show yesterday... Scary place. Blah, 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 blah. See, I'm I'm already afraid. (laughs) Oh, this is some publication that is referring to her as Tay. Tay Tay. Which I... Don't love. This is not an Andy Ortiz piece, you can already tell. <laughs> this is what she had to say about her uh, her fear of sea urchins. Hmm. Quote, they're like a grenade, Tay insisted. They're sitting there waiting to completely injure you. Okay, okay. Need I go on? So you're, you're, you're challenging the, the title of her album. hip crit How am I supposed to believe anything she does as an artist when it took but one Google search? <laughs> Did you Google search Taylor Swift comple- fear? I searched for what is Taylor Swift afraid of? <laughs> hmm. Point made. Song two. So I actually heard a terrible version of that song today in a, uh, on a YouTube ad Ooh. for Airbnb. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was a like a cover of that song. It was very strange. Hmm. Um, okay, so I don't know what is what is Taylor Swift afraid of? Uh, how about the truth? Let's get into the music. Okay. So I've definitely heard this one before. Okay. Um, and I I was pretty sure when I saw the title, I was like, I think this sounds pretty familiar. Okay. I could not tell you where I've heard this before, but, you know, over mm-hmm. 13 years of maybe walking into a, uh, I don't know, a, a Jimmy John's. <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. A Nike outlet mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Choose your um, retail outlet. Yeah, it's it's seeped into the brain over over all that time. Mm-hmm. This one, and, and another thing I knew about her was that she started kind of more toward the light country end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This certainly has a good deal of that, mm-hmm. though it's it's very much on the like pop country yeah. side yeah. of things. It's got some which twang, really, some slide guitar. Yeah, it's got some strings, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, could, some I fiddle, could see, uh, maybe. see this being played on a Telecaster. Yes. The only only used for country. It's true. What, I mean, so what you, you've gone, but you didn't like start with her back in 08, but you've 
gone back and listened to it, mm-hmm. what do you make of her country years? And it doesn't seem like they were they lasted very long because I mean, Red was 2012, and I wouldn't say that has country in it. Yeah, yeah. At least at least the hits, maybe the album tracks. And there's do. there's a you know a, a smidgen of it, but I feel like every album, it's she's kind of lost a bit of that. Let's see. There's I think Speak Now still has a fair amount of country on it. I don't know this album. Ooh, calling out Gwen Stefani. Yep, yep. Calling out Gwen Stefani. Also, call myself a fan. I haven't listened to the album Speak Now. Her country-ish years, I really only know some of the singles. I've not gone and listened to Fearless very much. She just released a re-recording of it. In her version 2021 her version what is the difference i i haven't been able to figure it out i've listened but you've listened to the yeah to the yeah new one? i listened to the album a bit wasn't wasn't really my my uh, cup of tea for taylor swift mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the singles you know, off you of know this the one sound. i definitely like love story is a pretty it's an okay song. It's fun. Uh, and then You Belong With Me. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't spent much time with our country years. Kind of 1989 on is where I've spent most of my time with my short-lived Taylor Swift fandom. Super easy song to listen to. Yeah. And I believe everything you gave me was in chronological order. Correct. That was, um, that was so uh, thanks to my wife. She she taught you what that is? Yeah, she did. No, no. She, she would have wanted to put it by, you know, last name of the, the songwriter. I'm trying to make a Dewey Decimal joke. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like Dewey Decimal. It's a good thing she's not home because I'd bring her in to give you a speech on why Dewey Decimal is problematic and racist. The system itself or the yes, guy? The system because of because of the guy and because of the time period it was made. I mean, it yeah, it would be weird to have this show be like maybe interesting or informative. <laughs> that would be really weird. So was this a pretty easy decision to to put on number one? This one this one was because um it is a song that say five years ago I would have said that I absolutely hate this. Um, I never thought I'd be interested in music like this, but it's a pretty good song. It's basically a late nineties emo song wearing different clothes. Okay. Like if you take, if you take the, the chords, the basic song structure and the lyrics and you put some distortion and some palm muting and you have fucking newfound glory, play it or something. (laughs) It's essentially the same thing. The emoist of bands. The emoist of bands. Um, yeah, I'm talking about that kind of emo. Sure. Um, New she Glory, does get up kids and yeah, that kind of stuff. Especially with the this song and one other song, but it's a pretty common thing that she does. Is she makes references to clothes and brands? Uh, so, like in this one, she talks about blue jeans cool. or something like cool. that. Cool. But that's a total another like something that was common in that like late 90s, early aughts emo stuff that I was into. 
Like I, I guess, I guess to me, and I hadn't really thought about this, but if so, yeah, I mean, she, there's that, and and we're gonna play it, but that part where she says like, "You wear this," or "She mm. wears this," "I wear this." That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole very like Avrily mm-hmm. thing. That like that. Well, first of all, Avril's the first thing I thought of, and that's certainly kind of along the lines of what you're saying about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know emo before yeah i mean this could be an avril song for sure right it's got that um um, oddly enough we just watched a a youtube video about this topic yesterday but about the uh idea of she's not like other girls kind of uh mentality oh did it talk about um the one direction song what's that (laughs) fucking song the you don't know you're beautiful song (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do know that song, but uh, yeah. No, they did not talk about that. It's it's just all about how this girl's great because she's got low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they know that's what it's about. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, like the whole hook is, is you don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I... Like, that's why I could only ever write about it in this, like, weird way in a song. I'm not going to tell you you're beautiful to no, your face because no, then you're going to know not. and then the whole it's, it's everything's ruined. It was it was the honestly, it was the music video that really, like, sealed the deal on this song for me because it's oh, okay. a fun music video. It's so goofy. I, she plays both parts. It's funny. Is this the one where she's playing drums at a certain point in the video? Or that might be... No, I don't think so. She might be doing air drums? I don't think so. Uh, No, the drums I'm talking about were full of sand. So (laughs) want to play a a couple things here. Okay. Kind of free associate a little bit. All right, you ready to be annoyed? Sure. So this is at 52 seconds of another song. Okay. I really had so much trouble every time after I would listen to this song uh-huh, to uh-huh. to You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. I would be like, how does it go? I belong with you. <laughs> no, no, fuck, wrong song. No, no wrong, wrong song. One. Every time. Um, no, no, no problem singing along while I was listening to sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. It was always afterwards. I was like, oh boy, what song was I just listening to? <laughs> Um, and I mean, that's the only similarity between, between those songs, but, sure, sure. um, and I'm sure, you know, you belong with me is a phrase used in many a song. Probably. Um, probably. Okay. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Where are you going? Okay. So now let's listen to a little bit of Taylor Swift. So we're going to get into that pre-chorus, what I think is the pre-chorus of this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna hear some some twang in the voice. It's everything's very pretty and nice. And some twang she's gonna... in the sang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got that sang twang. Um, all right, here we go. This is at thirty five seconds. So that part is so catchy. Yes. 
And whether you are a 15-year-old girl or a 33-year-old, let's say, man, <laughs> that that you cannot inescape that part. The the bouncing back and forth um, of the like comparisons that she's making or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very 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 good very it's it's hard to escape that feeling of like trying to separate yourself and and or stand out in mm-hmm. in a way to someone that you care about and so I, what i want to say is i liked that yes and now i'm going to play something else that i don't have to, i don't have to mute myself because i have it queued up okay or i have i have a timestamp for some reason i kept thinking about this song and i and maybe I have the wrong song of the right band or I have the right genre and wrong song. Tell me if I'm crazy for thinking that the part we just listened to, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, okay. do you have it in your head? Do you I have do. it in your head? I do. And it's oh, not nice. the Lumineers. It's not the Lumineers, absolutely. Not. Okay. All right. Is there any similarity here? But this really fits into what you were saying earlier about Newfound Glory. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So hard to stop before that chorus hits. It's so good. <laughs> is, is there anything there that like? Is is it the melody? Is it is is there something that I think it's the, the melody that that okay. is kind of the the thread in between them or whatever. It might not be the uh, the creaming over part. It might be the next part <laughs> where where it kind of gets into the like steadier palm muting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I I I kept thinking this. There is a pop punk song. That has a part just like this in it, and and maybe it's that, yeah. maybe it's not. Um, Swifties or Soupies, leave your suggestions in the comments. Swifties or Soupies, <laughs> I don't know what they call them. It's a good, uh, it's a good name for the fans, the Bowling for Soup fans. Yes, that was uh, Bowling for Soup. Girls, all the bad guys want. Yeah, I mean, it could easily you could easily take that Taylor Swift song and and or the chorus or pre-chorus or whatever, and put it in there, and it would not be as good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fair. Danny, would you like to watch something with me? I would love to watch something together. Okay. I'm going to pull something up. We are going to watch together, if this will work, Mm -hmm. live on something. So this is Taylor Swift live on the sun. I don't know how to say the river. Huh? <laughs> uh, in Paris, France from okay. 2013. Um, want to listen to the performance. Also want to look at a few things because there's a few things that you cannot take your eyes off of. <laughs> how, how do we do the audio for this? I forget. Uh, it, it should just play. But like, is you shouldn't have to change do it. I want it? Do I want it coming out of my headphones or computer speakers so the mic picks it up? Or what? What do we need here? Oh no! Um, I will just have to rip them later and drop them in. So, okay. Yeah, if it, just have it play through your headphones is fine. Okay, and also I will say, um, I do know that 
the like fair use laws or whatever, as long as there is like quote enough commentary, mm-hmm. it's not a copyright. Oh, okay. Thing. So, so talk a lot. We got to talk enough. We can't like okay. just leave like 30 seconds of silence, I suppose. Okay. Again, who's going to listen to this? But <laughs> all right. You ready, Thur? Yep. Yep. yep Here yep. we go. Well, what happened? Play. There we go. It's doing something. There it goes. There she is. What is with that guy's hair back there? Yep, that was on my notes. <laughs> Sneezing counts as commentary. Yes, it does. So she was like 24, maybe? 23, 24? Okay, okay. The guy sitting on a drum box. What are yeah. Um... This is for sure Bowling for Sue. Going to what? Girl, all the bad oh. guys <laughs> want. Yeah. I kept. Oh, let's see. Yeah, focus. Here we go. Focus. Shift focus. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That dude's hair, man. God, oh, my hair God. hair is fucking awful. <laughs> He's like a guy who would be in, um, like, getting get him to the Greek or whatever as, yeah, like, yeah, an yeah. over-the-top rock star. Yes. Um, so bad. There's no way the backup singers respect him. <laughs> no, not at all. Or even the other guitar player. Yeah. Yeah, what are those drum boxes called? It's something weird, like, I, ho- I want to keep saying... Uh, like huevos, but that I know that's not right. But it's yeah. something like that. I find it weird that they never show the crowd. Yeah. Assuming there is one, but I'm assuming there is one, but I don't know. Like otherwise, why would you do this? <laughs> I see somebody dancing up there in the back of their head. <laughs> Just the sound guy. Yes. Oh, really? Hair's doing the solo. Hair? Hair. Hair guy. Oh. Haircut 100. <laughs> Hair club for men. The bridge is kind of my favorite part. This part right here. Oh, there's an audience member. <laughs> yes, this part right here. This bridge part. I can see like yellow card doing the cover of this song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially since they got the yeah. player or whatever. Totally. <clears throat> That's a band I've never really listened to before, though. Two albums I listened to for, you know, maybe like sophomore year of high school or whatever it was. Okay. So one thing I couldn't help but notice during this was like how much t- 
Taylor, but also the. Can I talk? Can I call her Taylor? Is that okay? Yeah, call her Taylor. Tay Tay. I'm not going to call her that. Miss Swifty, um, if you nasty. So Taylor and the backup singers, they have to like overact. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what that is because. I mean, I guess I don't watch or listen to a lot of music with backup dancers. Normally, mm-hmm. if there's a if there's any backing vocals, it's the other guitarist yeah, it's or the other it's someone in the band. Yeah. yeah, and but like so they have like these big like frozen smiles on their faces anytime. Mm-hmm. And when I first watched this, it was kind of like you know that with someone like Taylor Swift. Now this was five years after this song came out, and so she's been huge for a while. They have it down to a, a science, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, like, so you remember when I was talking about video games earlier about how, like, oh, they know exactly, like, how to get every single nickel out of every kid mm-hmm. who steals their mom's credit card number? <laughs> I I kind of feel like that is the same for, like, these giant, giant, bigger-than-life pop acts. Mm-hmm. How have you felt, like, going back and listening to... F- you know, from the beginning, and I don't know much how how much live stuff you've watched, and and it's certainly different going back and doing it in hindsight than if you were a fan in real time. But doesn't it kind of feel like you're seeing like a conglomerate like develop over time? A bit, especially in these like the earlier years um, when yeah, she's got those like super smiley background singers and stuff, and like these dudes with the super spiky hair. Like I think of like, I know Paramore was like a band. I was, was literally like, just going to say something about Paramore. Yeah. But it was really Haley Williams and Paramore, right. you know, totally. and like the fucking haircuts on those guys. Like it, it's their parallels. Like their hair is parallel. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And I feel like maybe somewhere, around maybe somewhere around 1989 or red she kind of stopped doing that stuff as much um hey dante before we get into the next song yeah bud have you ever had an awkward breakup that you'd like to talk about is this bad like tv show panel discussion (laughs) yes so i really feel like this has come up before so stop me if you've heard this one okay so we'd only been dating a couple months. Um, by the way, this is not a sh- anything about Shoegaze Girl. This does not foreshadow anything in any way. Everything no. there is going great. This came up for another reason. Um, but uh, so yeah, after a few months and I don't know, probably just being bored. I don't know. Uh, decided to end it. And so I invited her to meet at a Starbucks, which actually will come up in this next song, strangely enough. I just... yes. It will. Wait, how do you know? Because I've heard the song too. Okay. So you had, okay. Um, And she thought we were meeting at Starbucks because that is something we would do when we were not breaking up with each other. But, uh, so yeah, I already had her drink there. Like I ordered ahead of time, like for her and she got there and she sat down and I think I launched into it like almost right away. Well, what type of small talk are you, you know, yeah, yeah. pre-show banter? She uh, just kind of 
like pretty angrily walked away from the table. It was an outdoor. We were sitting outdoors, mm-hmm, I think, which is mm-hmm. polite for people inside. Sure. And sure. anyway, she left her drink, which I thought was rude. Thing was probably like four dollars. <laughs> And so I was just sitting there going, that sucked, sipping on my strawberries and cream frap, um, (laughs) which uh, um, my friend's dad, uh, who went on a Starbucks run for us, when he got back and gave it to me, he said, and for you, here's your feminine indulgence. (laughs) So he burned me pretty good. Fuck that guy. No, it was a pretty good burn. Uh, That's fun. That's fun. Finally got back to my car. Realized, ah, shit. Because I had brought with me, I don't remember what it was, but it was a DVD box set of something that she had let me borrow. It might have been Arrested Development. Uh It was like, it was a small, like, you know, three DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some small set. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? Oh, good, look. For some reason, she stopped it. She stopped for gas at the gas station, like kitty corner from the Starbucks, and I just happened to <laughs> notice. Which is a, kind of a weird move on her part, by the way. Mm-hmm. Feels like you would want to get further away. But yeah. so I'm like, oh, great! This is great. <laughs> Pull into the gas station. She's pumping gas. She's also on the phone. Also this crying. Fucker. Oh, cry. Oh, and then. I, I walk up, I get like get out of my car and I walk up and I'm just like, because she's on the phone, so I'm like, here are your DVDs. <laughs> the DVDs you love me, Mario. Here's, here's the DVDs. And she like grabbed them and was just like, and like rolled her eyes or whatever and like turned away. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just like. <sighs> so Aww. all around smooth move by me. <sighs> See, I don't like this when I know both people. If you told me about that, told me that story about a, uh, somebody that I didn't know, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, feel as emotionally involved. I don't even feel emotionally involved. Why do you? <laughs> I didn't feel emotionally involved at the time. That's why we broke up. <laughs> Ooh, big waves there. Yep, it's all right. This will all get cut. Um, ouch. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that is, that is definitely a, an awkward breakup. Yeah. I mean, I think 19 or 20, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what do that's I know? the age that it happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got any good ones? The only one that comes to mind is, uh, a, a short-lived relationship. It was only a couple months or something like that. She moved to the Bay Area. She was living in Sac and then moved to the Bay Area. And Upgrade for her. Uh, it was San Jose. Mm. Yeah. I guess I did choose Sacramento over San Jose, so I can't say anything. Yeah, good. And we were talking on the phone, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do long-distance relationship. I'm not that into this, that kind of thing. I didn't say that, but that's basically what I was getting at. Right. And uh, we kind of, I mean, she started crying and I was just kind of like sitting there. We were not talking for what felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) 
but was probably a minute. She hung up the phone, and we never talked again. Ooh. All right. So, because you Mm -hmm. are a great podcast editor, no one is going to notice, but there was well over an hour of time where we just kind of fucked off for a while. Yep, yep. But thanks to your magic, none of the listeners are going to be aware of that blank space. And we'll be right back. And now you'll go listen to Blank Space by Taylor Swift. (laughs) So, Blank Space off of 2014's 1989. 1989, 2014. Rest in peace. So this was a song where I was like, Blank Space, okay, here we go. And then almost Mm -hmm. immediately was like, oh, I know this one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Again, probably because of work, I would imagine, which is a very strange thing. Um, Yeah. But um, yeah, I I like this. um, Like, I've liked this song. I don't think I knew it was Taylor Swift, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Which I have, like, kind of mixed feelings about because I I like this song. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I didn't know it was Taylor Swift, I this and there's another song that I kind of feel this way about. I'm like, hmm, this, this song could have gone to any number of artists or it could have been performed by any number of artists. And I think it still would have been a good song. Like, I, I don't, does this song feel like it has a Taylor Swift stamp on it? You know what I mean? Like that it, yeah. it's hers. I think so just because of what it's about. Not necessarily that other songwriters wouldn't write a song about this kind of stuff or whatever, but it has a very Taylor Swift at this time theme or mentality or something like that. Okay. I guess maybe I'd have to know, know the whole album a little more or know Taylor of that time to like really like feel that. Yeah. Probably to understand where she was around the 1989 and the reputation era. She was getting a lot of shit in the media for dating too many people. Oddly a good topic for what we were just talking about. Polyamorous. (laughs) What? She was polyamorous. Does that mean you date a lot of you? You're like many loves, man. It means many loves. Yeah. So she was, you know, dating people and breaking up and, Stuff like that. And then, of course, her songs are about her real life because she writes her own songs and is singing about her exes and stuff like that. And people gave her shit for that, even though they would never do that to a male musician who was writing about his exes. And there was a whole hubbub with Kanye at the VMAs we were talking about on the last song. Oh, that hubbub. That hubbub. Um, but that, that was five years prior, though, right? That was, I mean, that was a while before that, but it took her a while to get past that and move on. Sure. Okay. And she, not every song, but a lot of the songs on, uh, 89 and reputation are kind of, uh, okay, well, you're going to say these things about me. Uh, like I'm a crazy ex ex girlfriend who just tries to capitalize on breakups. I'm going to write a song kind of satirizing that topic. And that's what this is. And there's, quite a few songs like that on, on those two albums. 
And I appreciate that about her that she took that shit that people were saying and kind of like flipped it and turned it on its head. There's a whole point that she makes in her Netflix documentary that came out last year, I think, um, about how female pop stars in particular are sort of forced to reinvent themselves over and over again. Hmm. And that's kind of what she's had to do. You know, she started off as country and obviously she's going to um, grow and evolve over time musically. Um, But it seems to be the case with her, with Katy Perry, with Madonna, with Janelle Monae, with like a bunch of pop, female pop stars have to kind of reinvent themselves every few years or so for better or worse. And sometimes it doesn't help, unfortunately, their careers to have them continue to get the attention and stuff, whether, you know, if they, if she were still making her country pop albums or whatever, people would probably be saying, Oh, same old Taylor doing the same old thing where, uh, that doesn't really happen with male musicians uh, I think of like Ed Sheeran or like Drake who have been doing, have been doing kind of the same thing for a long time and have continued to gain, to have notoriety, continue to uh, be extremely popular and in the media and no one criticizes them. Uh, maybe Ed Sheeran, but definitely not Drake. What? No, uh, what? no. I mean, n- not to say that this, this line of, uh, uh, argument is wrong. Um, I'm not like uh, I'm not trying to say like no Taylor Swift deserved all this, but like I think Drake gets criticized too. Does he? I, I think so. That, that was just a name that popped in my head as like Drake. Drake's kind of doing the same thing still, and Amanda agreed with me, so I went. Oh, never I went mind. With that, I take it back. But... She's probably right. <laughs> well, I do think I don't. I don't know. I'm going to delve into waters that I am not like meant to be in, but, um, cause he and Pusha T got into that like diss track fight. Mm-hmm. And then, then Pusha T like mentioned his, um, like his kid that he either doesn't like take responsibility for, or doesn't mm. like, um, like own up to or whatever. And then I remember that was like a big thing where like, and maybe the argument or the the conversation at the time was like, yeah, why do we all still like love Drake and just like not like just like forget about this side of him that is like mm-hmm. open and out there for all of us to know. Um, yeah. So so yeah, maybe the point was that like oh you know even though we know this about Drake and it was a controversy or whatever for a hot minute, he moves past it with the greatest of ease. So what, which would be kind of a, a, maybe to what you were saying. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like that she does that, especially on these two albums, it's kind of turning that criticism on its head and not letting it ruin her career or anything like that. Sure. So no, that, that, that's awesome. And to, I think to have a sense of humor about yourself. Well, and, and maybe just not to like have to be, cause if this was Drake, his response would probably not be to go about it sort of like lightheartedly or with a wink. He would be like, yeah. you know, fuck you. I have more money and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, yeah. something about, um, I don't know, living in Toronto. I don't know. 
sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> but man, fuck that that song started from the bottom is so fucking good. So I, I don't want to like get get too upset. Yeah. So okay, so that that makes sense because this song for sure, but other songs on this playlist, she has some lines that like I'm borderline. Oh, that's like kind of a funny wink type of line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of weird and cringy like i'm not sure where i stand on it <laughs> and in uh-huh. in this song it's when the it's right before the chorus comes in i think um the music kind of drops and she says i can make the bad guys good for a weekend yeah 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 and but you giving more giving me more context kind of helps but for a while that part would happen and i would be like it's yeah, it's a little cringe. That <laughs> that, one's that one always kind of took me took me a second. She does that frequently, where she kind of like kind of the musical kind of drop out, and she'll kind of like talk sing for a second. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it it always like kind of is off putting a little bit. I'm used. I'm more used to it now because it's a thing that she does, right? From time to time, but but yeah, I remember. Uh, early on, like getting into this song, being like, oh, I don't like that part, but I love the rest of the song, so it's okay. <laughs> Taylor, no. Um, <laughs> it's it's because I think it's supposed to convey like a little bit of attitude. Yeah, yeah. And so we're probably sexist for being put off by a girl with attitude. So mm-hmm. um, I hereby cancel myself. <laughs> but it, so I actually kind of a larger point um, about about Taylor Swift that this goes into. I think she has a little bit of Anne Hathaway syndrome. Where You're going to have to elaborate. So you know who Anne Hathaway is. I do know who Anne Hathaway is. So Anne Hathaway, as far as I can tell, has never done anything that you would like point at whether it's performance, interview, appearance, whatever, where you're like, mm-hmm. that was wrong and bad. I'm not saying like all of her movies are great or she's mm-hmm. never made a career misstep, but like just like kind of as a person, as a personality, as a Hollywood figure, she's always seemed pleasant and, you know, fine. But mm-hmm. there's something about her and maybe it kind of, peaked i want to say maybe like five years ago where people were just like a fuck enough of Anne hathaway really yeah okay. where it was like and she i don't think she had ever done anything wrong <laughs> in like any real <laughs> sense but sure. there's just something about her where you're like she's like being too nice or she's being like you can tell she's kind of trying to be charming mm-hmm. or trying to be down to earth for a Hollywood star. Um, something, something that seemed a little off putting, right? Yeah. It was, it was like the uncanny Valley of normal people. It's like, you're acting like a normal person, but I can still tell you're not. (laughs) And that's bugging me. So I'm like deep into my, my core somehow. And I think Taylor Swift has a little bit of that where she, whether it's, like purposefully, like sort of manufactured, trying to come off like a normal, not bazillionaire celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if that just really is her, but either way, like she can't win, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even if it is natural, 
there's still going to be plenty of people going like, ah, she's trying to be like one of us. Yes, she, she's yeah. trying to be silly, goofy, you know, cool girl, whatever. And so like when she does that, that talk singing thing, it's like, you know, oh, she's trying to add a little bit of, uh, of attitude to that line. And, it, and it, <laughs> I think it kind of taps into that Anne Hathaway thing a little bit. I'm sure there's like some, some professional papers out there on Anne Hathaway syndrome. I, I didn't jump on JSTOR to track folder. them down. Yeah, in my yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it it does it does not ruin the song and it does not ruin Taylor Swift at all. Mm. But it is certainly and maybe the more I listen to it, the more I'll just be like, that's that's her. She does that weird thing, and you just kind of take it for what it is. Yeah, I think that's something I had to move past a little bit. Like first, it was the getting past the overproduced shiny pop whatever like that kind of stuff and then kind of having to get used to that kind of like stardom and accepting this person as yes they are an actual person and yes they are extremely rich and can kind of do whatever they want but also really good at at, uh, making music and I'm okay with that because they're good at making music as, as you should be. And yeah. As. And I'm okay with Anne Hathaway cause she's a good actor. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. You see Colossal? I didn't. I, I would really like to, it looks, it looks fun. It, I, when I saw it, it was on Hulu. Do you have uh-huh. Hulu? I, I do. Okay. As do you. You should check it out. Okay. <laughs> Colossal was Good. That I would I would like to talk to you about Colossal. It's been a maybe a couple years since I've seen it, but sure, kind of kind of sticks with you. Um, Starbucks lovers. Yes, I was just about to cue that up. <laughs> Do you have it queued up? I don't. Go ahead. Okay. Literally in my notes, mm-hmm. a couple days ago. I wrote, I too am a Starbucks lover. <laughs> not knowing that that is not the line. <laughs> now, I have to assume since when I mentioned Starbucks earlier, you knew why it was going to come up in this song. Yes. Is this a very common thing for people to hear? It is a very common misheard lyric. Okay. Yes. When I actually went to the Genius page, I then had to go to the beginning of that note and write list of ex-lovers list of ex-lovers equals I'm a Starbucks lover. (laughs) So it made it seem like I wasn't an idiot, but I was an idiot. (laughs) Um, Also, why did I never question it for like the first, however many times I heard the song? I don't know. I, I always heard it. I have trouble not hearing it. I know, but I've always known that's not what she's saying because that doesn't make any sense. Well, like, you know how you said she mentions clothes and brands? Sure, Why sure. Why would she not mention? Also, do you know what, like, like massive chain plays this type of music in their locations? Um, McDonald's? Arby's. Oh, shit. Right. Arby's. We have the beats. Oh, man, what if they had beet burgers at Arby's? That'd be weird. Beet burgers? They'd, 
they'd be <laughs> they'd have that weird abalone sheen on them just like their roast beef does <laughs> oh yeah 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 abalone sheen <laughs> there's emilio there's martin mm-hmm. there's charlie and there's abalone <laughs> I guess I didn't. I shouldn't have said Emilio. That fucked it up. There's just Martin and Charlie. Um, oh, Abalone Estevez. Oh fuck. Never mind. Um, <laughs> um, I don't. This song's. This song's just a bop. Um, it is. I like at kind of near the end when the music drops out again, and she goes, "And I'll write your name or whatever." Mm-hmm. And it's got that little snap. Yes, and we're going to talk about that m- more in a second here. Okay. But she, this song and then a, another song we're going to talk about does like this kind of like higher, not it's not high pitch like falsetto, mm-hmm. but maybe just near the higher end of her range, but it's also kind of breathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Ooh, I, I don't know what that is, but I like it. And I, I think yeah. it's like a, a, a pop staple kind of for maybe the past five ten years or so i feel like i've heard it quite a bit but i mm-hmm. I, uh, I i enjoy it it's like, quite good <sighs> what do you have to say about the snap <sighs> i'm just i'm just trying to breathe and make a sound at the same time <laughs> um well we're actually gonna watch something Ooh, together okay sure hop in there <laughs> okay you in my dude i'm in you, do you want to be our narrator? Sure. Uh, on September 30th, Taylor Swift celebrated her attendance record-breaking exhibit at the Grammy Museum with an uh, intimate performance at the Clive Davis Theater. Um, so I wanted to start with a song that uh, I wrote actually as kind of a response to, um, in the last couple of years, the media have had a really wonderful fixation on kind of painting me as like the psycho serial dater girl. That's what I was talking about. I loved it. (laughs) And they're like, you know, it was, it got pretty out of control there for a couple of years because it would be like, every article was like, Taylor Swift standing near some guy. Watch out, guy. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Every single article was kind of like... Um, I think article is being kind. Descriptions of personality <laughs> like, that were yes. very different from the Every single post. My first like the editor was like, you got to find a third source that she's going to ruin this guy's life. <laughs> but then my second reaction ended up being like... Oh, do you see that fucking Jaguar in the back? actually kind of a really mm-hmm. interesting character they're writing about. Uh, yes. Like, she jet sets around the world collecting men and then... And she can get any of them, and then, but she's so clingy that they leave, and she cries, and and then she gets another one in her web, and she traps them and locks them in her mansion, and then she's crying in her marble bathtub, surrounded by pearls. She has a lot of I details. Like, I think that all was, I was true. Like, I can use this. This is <laughs> yes. called blank space. Ooh, the way she said Ben was very nice. Yeah. Got a little bit of that breathing in it. Yeah. 
This is kind of great. I have not um, heard like an acoustic guitar version. Not of this a real song. fan. Not a real fan. Let me tell you. Maybe you watching this will change your mind. Um, uh. <laughs> there it was. But remember at Dimple, you always used to like tell me every chance you get how girls can't play guitar? I did not say that. I think this will prove you wrong. She's doing that. Uh, see, it's the Anne Hathaway thing, man. She puts what? like she puts extra mustard on every facial expression. Yeah. And I know she's just performing, and I don't know what I, think, I want. Yeah, I think she's just like been stage trained, you know. Yeah. That was a good stop. It was. She knows what she's doing. She should get a record deal. Could show you incredible things stolen kisses pretty lies you're the king baby i want to see that more of that jaguar i know she gonna pick that up and do a solo <laughs> yeah she fucking like plays it with a bow yeah and then she does this like cool tapping thing ingway mouse steam or whatever his name is comes out for a second how do you say his name your guess uh, or your attempt was probably as good as anything I'll try. Okay. That one's not as bad. No, that wasn't bad. Especially with the context of the video, too. Did you watch the music video for this? I did not. You didn't? I did not. You did not. You did not. Is my mic on? <laughs> I did watch a music video. We should watch the music video for this. Yeah, time. It doesn't sound like Starbucks during this performance. Yeah, yeah you can make out the, the syllables or whatever. This is a very good bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so mad. I know. Oh, she must be real psycho to be with. <laughs> Can you imagine being that comfortable and confident on stage? Nope. Not at all. Like, we've both performed in bands, though mm-hmm. I was 50%, you're only 25. <laughs> but still, it helps to, like, be embarrassed with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Being by yourself? Can't imagine. I do not make eye contact with the audience. I look down every time. Same way you make love? Yep. All right, wait, 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 watch. I cannot stand for that. You saw the wink, right? I did see the wink, yes. And the... 
that I was like digging this whole thing, and then it got to the end, and I was like, no, no. It was actually not as bad the second time around. Yeah, yeah. but it's just like I feel like that should embarrass someone, <laughs> and the fact that it doesn't embarrass her, yeah, is it's just she's got full blown Anne Hathaway. <laughs> nothing else to say, but um, no, it's a great song. It's a great it song. Um, I'm glad I know it's Taylor Swift now. Yeah. Have you been have you been playing this playlist uh, for the team? No, everyone's gone. Like semester's over. Oh, right, right, right. So, uh, just for me, man. Just for Dante. I'm hogging all the Taylor Swift for me. Yep. But yeah, yeah, good song. I'm glad that was on the playlist. Um, it was fun to watch that live performance. Like, yeah, yeah, like you said. I mean, she's spent so many hours on stage, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure getting, like you said, like getting trained mm-hmm. to. And I mean this in like not a negative way, but like to manipulate an audience. Like, sure, this sure, is yeah. what an audience wants. This is what they're going to respond mm-hmm. to. So this is how you do it. And she's done that yeah. a million times. And I bet she could have been recording for one person or, or sorry, mm-hmm. performing for one person. And it would have been the same show. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, totally. Oh, good. I'm really glad I said, you know what I mean there? Because I maybe there was a chance you didn't know what what one person. <laughs> There's a chance. There's a chance. Now, when you say one, you mean like they were victorious? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anytime you get to see Taylor Swift, that's a win, baby. It's true. Um, hmm, I just thought of a way I could stupidly introduce this song. Okay, I got one too, so. Okay, okay. So so one of my, one of my uh, ex-girlfriends was named Kate, and uh, she was. <laughs> God. First of all, you got to say Catherine. You say Catherine first. Oh. Okay, one of my ex-girlfriends named named Catherine, and she was like, "Hey, what do you want to go? What do you want to do for lunch?" And I said, "I don't know, deli, Kate." Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Was that pretty much what you got? Or, um, I mean, obviously, first syllable was going to be the same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was going to say, um, once I move in with shoegaze girl and need to find a different job, I'm just going to open up some sort of sandwich bar and bring Ben and he'll be my delicate. Now take some time to go listen to delicate by Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Delicate. That's cute. Oh, it's like, it's like the, the, what I'm assuming is a huge influence on Taylor Swift. Um, Lisa Kudrow's character, Phoebe on friends when she, she was a musician and she had that song, Deli cat, uh-huh. deli cat. <laughs> uh, the rest of it, I guess the rest of it could be the same, really. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> um, ah, people thought that was funny, huh? Yeah, they sure um, did. <laughs> so, delicate, delicate, off of 2017's reputation. Uh, this was the first pre-lover. Mm. Oh song that i really uh kind of fell in love with it's uh was i say in my notes here let me read my notes they're eloquent something about it is haunting and sad but still hopeful oh wow okay you definitely put a little more thought into it than than i did um Mm -hmm. or maybe i i certainly didn't get that deep with it 
So one of your early favorites, like, did you listen to like Reputation and this is one that stuck out to you? No, it was, it was more like, uh, whatever songs she had videos for on YouTube. Sure. Okay. Um, now was this at Amanda's like urging or? No, it was just, well, not urging, but like, okay, we're going to put this on and we would go to Taylor Swift's YouTube page and, and just play the videos and like uh Lassa in particular has names for the videos um shake it off is the butt song okay i want, I want the butt song oh well, she's one for one uh <laughs> there's the robot song slash bad guy song is are you ready for it don't know it also was it look look what you made me do i think is also bad guy song okay well they're not very creative the songs are your kids my kids come on the songs are creative songs are very creative yeah yeah. your kids my kids (laughs) so much (laughs) but anyway the kids have like names for some of the songs so we would put put on the taylor swift videos on youtube and watch all those and delicate was was the first one that was i was like i kind of love this song Interesting. So there are three songs on this playlist that I think Danny is holding up three fingers mm-hmm. to confirm, give mm-hmm. himself the visual cue he needs to follow Make sure along. I know. Make sure I remember. Three songs on this playlist that I think are of a similar ilk. Okay. If you will. You Belong to Me. Mm-hmm. With me. With me. With me. Yeah. It's not a possession. You belong thing. to me is a whole different, uh, whole different thing. And we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, okay. man, it, it took like thirty episodes, but I finally got a catchphrase. <laughs> You'll forget um, it by the next record. That's probably true. But I would say, I would say, blank space, delicate, and the next song mm-hmm. are all somewhat similar in in style where it's it's the kind of like more traditional for the for the era pop pop. instrumentation and and, and structure i would say this one is the least it it pops the least like it doesn't stand out to me as much as blank space and what's coming Mm -hmm. next and and i think i said this about blank space but i probably meant mean it more for delicate where this sounds even less like Taylor Swift and more like it could be anybody. And mm-hmm. I I might be delving a little bit into labyrinth territory where I I don't know enough of the pop landscape to really say that with authority, but I can just tell you it's kind of it's, it's kind of just what I thought, you know, it's kind of what what came across when I listened. But along those same labyrinth lines, it's good. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, it's a good song. It might be the smoothest and shiniest, like production wise, where it just sounds a, a little bit too focus grouped or something hmm. than okay. than the other ones. But again, not not bad, but like it's kind of I don't know. The, it, the song also doesn't do much. Like pop songs normally, like you know they they hit you with the big hook or the dancey beat or whatever. 
And this song just kind of goes and goes and goes, and then it's over, and I, I don't really feel like there's like big highs in it. It's got a great beat drop in it. It's okay. not like a drop, like a boom drop. It's, it's not Secret Machines. It's not Secret Machines. So, 133. That's not what I was about to play, but I love the digital voice. And uh, I also love that line. My reputation's never been worse, so you must like me for me. Gets me in the feels. All right. Scrubbing them back a little bit. 131. It's got a great beat drop there. I mean, that's, you know, halfway through the song and they haven't really started the beat yet. It's not, yeah, it's not like a big flashy pop song the way some of her other songs are. It does, I feel like it has a lot of push and pull, not unlike, obviously, Deer Dance by System of a Down. We were talking about the push and pull of Deer Dance, the quiet loud of that. But this song kind of goes up with the instrumentation and a bit of the beat, and then it drops back down uh, quite a few times in the song. And then the bridge, again, another great bridge, feels a lot more, has like kind of a triumphant feel to it and stuff. Hit us with, hit us with the bridge. Okay, okay. So I like I like that course and I like how the course it's almost a band that we were talking about earlier probably off pod uh, Jimmy Eat World they'll mm-hmm. have some courses that don't all of a sudden explode and like get much louder yeah they're just like I'm telling the story of my verse and then hey we're Jimmy mm-hmm. World we're doing a course now right and it's like very like. It's still really good and catchy and like very deliberate. Yeah. And and I like that. I will say I do not like that bridge. I think that bridge is lame. And what I really don't like, we're gonna delve into a little bit deeper. Yay, do it, do it, do it. Make my day. Make my day. You know I could never leave you behind, Dante. We started this pod, we're doing it forever. So the way she she delivers those four lines in the bridge mm-hmm. where the end of the line is the exact same every time i think is so just it's i think it's boring and lame i think they she really could have done something to make it more interesting hmm. um what are its uh eyes time i i forget what the you remember, what are the lines? I don't remember anymore. Okay. I hate this song. Big fan. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's just like, okay, j- all right, you, you figured out the you figured out the lyrics and you figured out the space that they need to occupy. Now make it interesting. 
and they just released the song instead. It's like what we do with our pod. <laughs> I, I like I, I like the course. I do like the the intro digital voice thing you were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I just think overall it's kind of like a C plus B minus Taylor Swift pop song. And mm-hmm. look, you 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 yeah, I, you're upset, and that's okay. Feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is mm-hmm. like I know she can do so much better, and I just think I just think this is not one of her best pieces of work. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. Did you watch the music video? No, I watched two other things, though. Okay. Are we going to watch something together? Would you like to? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. All right. And I am pasting. And I am clicking. Wango Tango. Yes, we are. I chose chose this because it's Wango Tango, which is a Ted Nugent uh, (laughs) song. Um crazy guitar she's playing it is a crazy guitar she she wango tango is a big uh like not a festival but show put on like by some la radio station i guess Mm -hmm. um she looks like she's a kid who dressed themselves for the first time (laughs) (laughs) um i I, i'm Honestly, a little surprised when it first came up, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. What, her her appearance? Her her hair, her outfit. Yeah, it's just it's kind of very different than all the other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just the solo acoustic version. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I really wish I couldn't hear all the other people singing. <laughs> Shut up! Let her do it! I, was, I didn't when, pay to hear you! When uh, Dashboard Confessional did his unplugged thing, uh, MTV yeah. Unplugged, Yeah, I was <laughs> furious, Dante. <laughs> Dear Music Television Network. Dear Mr. Caraba. Uh... No, I was I was done. It's like, all right, I'm not gonna listen to him anymore. There's multiple times where he just stops singing and lets the crowd do it, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, we're gonna have to listen to this. Though. No talking for a second. Okay. The strings on her shorts. What the fuck is that? We're going back. <laughs> Where is that coming from? What? I Can Who she made a hear mistake? It? That kid, I mean, that had to have been added in. You think so? Yeah, I mean, because she doesn't seem to notice. I think it was a mistake. Like, 
Because it didn't even go along with the song. Right, no, that's, yeah. I was absolutely, like, looking kind of how you do right now yeah, when yeah, I yeah. first first watched this. Just like, what? I liked the uh, other acoustic rendition better. Of Blank Space? Yeah. She seems very tired. She needs a nap. <laughs> it's an all-day festival, man. I know. She's like, oh, we should have opened with this one. So Who the tired. fuck was playing that guitar? <laughs> Ted Nugent! <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm very... <laughs> we'll pause it on the funny face. <laughs> yes. Um, so that weird, like, yeah, guitar that comes in was... I was very blessed that I happened to choose this one. Yeah. Um, but also, I just think... Again, I don't dislike it, but I think when it's stripped down to the acoustic version... Mm-hmm. I think it kind of exposes that there's not much going on mm. in this song. Yeah, maybe. Um, just just how I feel. Just mm-hmm. how I feel. But we're not done with this. <clears throat> we're not done with this song, Danny. Oh, we're not. Ooh, we're not. are we doing another watch? We're doing another watch. Yes. And yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see. We'll watch it. Who's on this one? Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Buckethead. Buckethead of a song you must like me for me can i have that again this ain't for the best my reputation's never been worse so you must like me for me we can't make any promises now can we be but you can make me drink it's like me for me that's really cool Mm -hmm. It's weird just to watch him like plunge down on the keys, but you have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Clonk. Tap. This was in the um, that documentary on Netflix. Oh, you've seen this footage before. Not that first part, I don't think, but the part where the guy's playing yeah. the vocoder or whatever on keys. So this is that bridge. Sometimes I wonder when you sleep. I like the stank that she put on that last one. Uh, don't worry, they take all that out by the time it goes to the actual recording. <laughs> is it because she fucking listens to whoever this guy is? 
is chump. I wonder <laughs> they don't work together anymore. Oh, do you know who that is? I don't. Simple. She says it simple. Simple. Just simple. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's that's her hashing out the the yeah. bridge. But I want to go back to the first time she sings it. Yeah, it's up in this like close up. She sings the last line that goes that ends with time. Uh-huh. She sings it in like a much more interesting way. But uh, tell me what you think. When she says do it all that and she goes up mm-hmm. like that would be a, like a, a cooler way to like kind of ramp up back into that course I feel like yeah. and they end with like the one they do like every the end of every line is just kind of flat hmm. and I mean I know the the point of this podcast isn't to analyze music because <laughs> we can't like who are we to tell Taylor Swift how to like yeah yeah but anything. I've, yeah, even high would be like a little <laughs> yeah. presumptive. A little too much. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are saying hi to me? I'd like, no, you're right. But yeah, it was funny that I was just like listening to the song. I was like, ah, oh, this part seems to be lacking. And then I found this video and I was like, oh, well, that here's where they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the same guy she works with now. Because she works with the guy from oh he, the other half of fun or something yeah, like that. He, oh, he, he might come up in a bit. Oh, yeah. I put in some work here, man. Um, Good job. So, okay. So I was going to ask you though, like, so like, does she always have like a writing partner or like, do, do you know like what her process it is? It seems like it these days anyway. Like she's worked with that guy. She worked with him on Lover and then her latest two albums, Folklore and Evermore. Although the la- the latest two she worked with him and then one of the guys from the national, but it seems like she had more, she was more in control on these latest two because of isolation and stuff like that. Cause they were both written during, uh, you know, self-isolation and pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like she was maybe more in the driver's seat cause both albums are still really long. That's, that's a, one small criticism of, her it, or her albums rather is that I feel like her albums tend to be too long. Like they could cut a few songs, but the last two albums pretty much from start to finish are fucking great. They're much more stripped down. Uh, maybe going back to her roots a little bit, man. <laughs> Love it when musicians go back to their roots. Yep. Yep. Um, when you say too long, you mean like there, there's some filler, like there's some songs that don't really like, hold up compared to the others yeah yeah i mean like 16 18 song albums tend to be too long no matter what band or musician yeah i don't know if this matters but i kind of i kind of think it's cool that she would do that because not that anyone's buying cds but i mean she could put out a 11 song album and get just as rich off it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the fact that she's not like trying to, well, I'm just going to hold on to these other songs. So I have another release later mm-hmm. and, and I'm always forever going to be relevant or whatever. It's like, no, like 
these are the songs I like that came out during a period of songwriting and my fans can get them all at the same time. Like I think, yeah, that's a good point. And then when she does her like deluxe editions, it's not like here's the deluxe editions with six brand new songs. It's here's a deluxe edition with demo tracks and stuff like that Uh, or or live renditions and stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, she is just kind of putting, here's everything I have ready to go right now. This all fits on one album. I don't know for me anyway, it feels like some of the songs could uh, get cut, but it really on Lover, it's only one song that I don't really like. And then, well, um, what song do you think sucks shit on Lover? I did not say it sucks just, shit. Just, just say not it. a big fan of the song London Boy. London Boy. Ooh. Third Eye Blind has a song called London. Hmm, coincidence? <laughs> that theirs is better? <laughs> Maybe. I haven't heard theirs. Does it start with a sample of, of uh, Idris Elba? It does not. Um, and you have heard theirs if you listen to their that album. Oh, well, I was falling asleep, so. Oh, brother. <laughs> it was a good falling to sleep album. Sure. I guess you weren't listening to Narcolepsy. Ayo. Song fucking rules. Um... Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Do you have anything else you would like to say about Delicate? It's an amazing song. I love it. And you're wrong. How much of that has to do with the lyrics? Curious. Because you mentioned some things getting you in the feels. Kind of a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the lyrics. A lot of it has to do with the way um, she's singing. I like that it's kind of an understated, soft song. Especially when... You know, if we're watching all these videos and we've got we're never ever getting back together and shake it off and like all these bops. And then this one comes on and it's just kind of mellow. Yeah. You know what? Th- that is a good point. And, and I don't want it to come across as that. I think every song on a pop album needs to be like mm-hmm. a big a pop pop, a big pop pop bop banger, <laughs> whatever. Um, we old, we sound so old. I know, um, I know. I just, I'm going to be um, 40 this year. Well, maybe. <laughs> you going to, you going to do something about it? I'm pretty sure I stole that from something, but I don't remember what, because I've been saying it for so long. There's not a lot of great one word jokes, but that, that's certainly one of them might be my favorite. Anyone says... <laughs> Mm, um, I'm going to my grandma's birthday next month. Maybe. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. What is that from? Well, I guess I'll take credit for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I put a few cutie slices in my mouth and move boy, Ooh. am I juicing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do. I do appreciate that. She's. You know, she she writes songs that are. She writes the big bops. She writes the acoustic ballads, the, you know, high energy, the breakup songs, and mm-hmm. these like understated. Like this is still catchy as hell, but like you said, it's understated. Just didn't quite do it for me in the context of this playlist. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All okay. Right. Shall we move on to the next song? Yes. 
in a lazy follow-up to his minor daylight horror from 2019, Ari Aster is back for his first sequel, this time taking place in New Zealand. The, uh, what the fuck was it? What was she called? God damn it. Fucking, ah, uh, yes. Uh, the, the May Queen herself, Florence Pugh, is going adjacent to Down Under <laughs> in the new horror movie, Cruel Samar. Okay, please, please, please go listen to Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, because it fucking rules. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Fucking, I, I liked hope, it. I hope that cancels me. <laughs> Uh, Cruel Summer off of Lava. Lava. Produced by Annie Clark, a.k.a. St. Vincent. Ooh. Ooh. Never heard anything from her. Well, you're about to hear a snippet. Yay. Uh, because, oddly enough, St. Vincent has mm-hmm. a song called Cruel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chorus has a very similar feel to it. Okay. When I found out that she produced that song, I was like, oh, hmm, kind of feels similar. Just the way she hits the word cruel. In, yeah. You know, but anyway, fucking let's move on. That part's cool. Okay. Um, exile. No, not that far on. Oh, sorry. Delicate. Oh, <laughs> I'm never good at scrubbing. Again, I really like the little digital voice thingy that rup, rup part. Wait, how, how does it go? Rup. This part. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yarp. It's the fucking, the big guy from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Yarp. 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 I wonder what he's been Yarp. up to. Um, has he not been just like thriving in a bunch of very versatile roles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was he was the hound in Game of Thrones. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh, okay. Never seen a second. Well, you have HBO. Stop your fucking uh, Rick and Morty binge and watch some Game of Thrones. <laughs> Never seen a second of that either. <laughs> so I I sent a photo of you and I and Taylor podcasting together, the three of us. Uh-huh. And I sent that to Shoegaze Girl, and she could see that it says Taylor performs blank space. Uh-huh. And so she, she wrote in like cutesy aim font, Young and Reckless. And she said, cool that I'm singing that song to myself now with a like distressed, sad face. And I said, (laughs) I said, that song is good. LOL. And she said, yeah, that's why I know it. LOL. And I asked her if she had any Taylor Swift thoughts. She said, my ego wants to like her less than I do, but I haven't listened to anything new. Accidental rhyme, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Then I said, have you heard Cruel Summer? Two laughing, crying faces, emojis, 
and then a uh, screenshot that shows that she is about 60% through Cruel Summer at the moment. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so we are, we're aligned. Sweet. Every, everything's Aww. good. It was meant to be. Don't jinx this shit, man. Sorry. Sorry. This is my favorite song. Yeah? Yeah. I think, really the song. I think the song's perfect. Um, yeah. it, it's got more of that breathy singing. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting all the way throughout. The uh, the beginning reminds me of the Drive soundtrack for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know if sure, you've ever sure. heard any of those songs, but uh-huh. it's all very like 80s pulsating type yeah. of, you know, type of stuff. She uses the phrase trying times. Mm-hmm. This is from 2019. We weren't saying trying times yet. Mm. So this begs the question. Did Taylor Swift start COVID? I think she did. Let's get that out there. See what yeah. that does for the pod. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love this song. This is, I, like, this isn't even, like, I was saying how delicate is so understated. It's not mm-hmm. like Cruel Summer is this big, huge Lady yeah, Gaga yeah. extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga extravaganza. Sorry, <laughs> it it has a little bit more, a uh, little bit more dynamics, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just fucking, it it's great. It just has just enough of that like stupid like I'm gonna bob my head and listen yeah. to this with the windows down type of feel to it. It's a great album cut. Like, it's, oh, is this it's, not was this yeah, not, it's a, not hit? a single? Wow. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. Tay Tay. Tay Tay. Capital T. Hey, why <laughs> do you make such great music? <laughs> yeah, the the chorus on this song is so fucking great. And the both of the lead-ins to the chorus, but especially the second one, which is I'm gonna play at 112. Safety first. Yeah, just that, oh, oh, so good. When that like first line of the course, like is there, is there like a, there's like some sort of like fuzzy synth that is like hitting the exact same note that she is, it sounds like. It sounds like they're like very aligned, so it like sounds, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, there's kind of like a synth hit. I know, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You want to hear what it would sound like uh, if, just for a second, if Taylor Swift sang for a punk band? Sure. (laughs) He looks so pretty like a devil. There's that part, and there's another part on another album cut on here called Paper Rings. It gives you just a smidgen of what Taylor would sound like fronting a punk band, and I want it to happen. I want her post-COVID album to be a punk record, and just mm-hmm. to make, just to uh, hear how awesome it would be, and just to hear all the sniveling, whining, complaining uh, former versions of myself. <laughs> that you now get like on your Facebook groups or whatever. Yes, yes. Just See, but here's here's the thing. Here's why you wouldn't like that. Okay. Because it is it's fun to hear 
those little like she gives you just a taste of mm-hmm. like hitting that you know that that part of her voice she makes a whole album i don't think that someone of her status of her extreme elite elevation in the music industry uh-huh. can make a punk album that <laughs> would sound okay to you i know you know I what know, i mean cuz it would be every like yeah, I mean, it would just be the slickest studio musicianist, yeah, like non-punk punk album. Of <laughs> he would of course be on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you? I sent it to you, and uh, you did not reply. But did you watch that video of? No, um, I didn't. Whatever it Willow, is, I didn't. Uh, Willow Smith. Oh, I watched some of it, and I did not like it. I was surprised at how much I did like it. It was interesting. I'm surprised by how much you like it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, like I, the yeah, video. I, I really didn't like the video, but I liked the song. The video was very weird. Um, yeah. We'll get more on that. It in was a parts of it. It was reminiscent of parts of the '90s that I don't want to remember. <laughs> that very uh, Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind like, of feel to it. Um, yeah. I, I definitely get what you're saying. It's it's kind of like the old "Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free?" Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, so it's true. It's true. Um, why buy the, Why buy the almonds when you can get the almond milk for free? Why sow the oats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need Let's. To, I need to go to, check on a crying child. Okay. Again. She's so fucking dramatic. She's a regular Taylor Swift. Oh, man. Get get out of here, Dante. We're looking at Taylor. Can I? (laughs) You want to hear? Okay. Okay. Lassa. Hi. Hi. What up? (laughs) Hi. Hi. Were you crying? Yeah. Why? Because I don't think that's it for me. Yeah, I got the last word. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm. I do you feel better now? You look better now. You look happy. You're happy. Yeah. Yay. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Um, the bad guy on the robot. The bad guy on the <laughs> robots. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. What do you Are think you about him? Boom, boom. Do you like Kanye? Yeah. 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 What's your favorite Kanye Kanye West album? Um, Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> Elsa is your favorite Kanye West. He album. rocks on Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go watch your tablet? No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's a game that you think. What? Dante. She wants to keep talking to me. You want to keep talking to Dante? Okay. Heck yeah. Okay. This is we'll going see. in the pod. Finally, someone wants to talk to me. I know. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, what else do you got to say about Cruel Summer? Well, I, I wanted to watch the music video. <gasps> Ooh, let's watch a video. Okay. Also, we'll like that. Okay. I'm sure that'll go well and in no way uh, hinder the experience. Mm. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Yes, we're going to yeah, watch we, Taylor Swift. The bad guy in the full box. No, we're not going to watch that one. Dante didn't get that song. You said 
on. Is yeah, he closing a deal back there? <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal. My job is to hit my numbers, and I did that. Let's watch that one. We already watched that one. We're going to watch this one. Just like fan made or something. Oh, is this not the actual video? No, this is like clips from her other video. That was from Delicate. That's from Lover. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> because all of my notes are about how it makes no sense. Yeah. I was yeah, so this. confused. I was like, it starts out like indie and twee, and then it's like sci-fi for a while. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're finding out that I am a moron. <laughs> but there's enough shots of like her in the sun where I was like, I guess this is summer. Sure, sure. There's your favorite scene. I don't know what that is. Mm, yep, love horses. That's from the, the. Oh, that's from Delicate. She pulled her face. All right. Oh, they cut it at the best part. Come on. Is any of this from the Cruel Summer video? Cruel Is Summer there a Cruel Summer a video. video? No. What did you I think would, we were gonna watch? I have no when idea. When I said we're gonna. Oh, that's funny. I was like, oh, is there a video that I have not seen before? I mean, I guess the answer is yes. I mean, technically, I have not seen this before, but also I have right. seen all of this before. Lasa, what do you think about do what you you're like seeing? you like this video, Lasa? Yeah. Yeah, do you like the song? Do you, do you want Taylor to make a punk record? Yeah. Yeah. Will it probably not live up to daddy's expectations yeah <laughs> yeah that would be the weirdest video for cruel summer i i put there's no through line that i could follow <laughs> like 29 different ideas and they shot them all i can't believe i did not realize this was one of those types of videos <laughs> Like for the part where they're like filming the, uh, it looks like they're on a movie set and she like pushes the guy and walks away. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. that point to this, I was just like, I don't, <laughs> I just, I'm, just, I'm so stupid. <sighs> say, oh Dante, can you say that? Oh Dante. Oh Dante. <laughs> Yay. Oh, Lassa. Okay, you want to say bye to everybody? Bye. Bye. Bye, listening audience. Bye, listening audience. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. What do you want to do now? All right, last song? Last song. So I believe it would probably be illegal to do this. I'm still trying to read the fine print. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to find a way to get everybody whom I dated before Shoegaze Girl mm -hmm. 
If I could just fucking load them onto a barge and push them out to sea and let them find their own little, you know, spot of land out there and they can create their own little Dante's Exile. Okay, last one. Go listen to Exile by Taylor Swift featuring Bonnie Vare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Thanks. How how did you feel about the duet, Dante? I just want to listen to Cruel Summer. It's a good song. I, for the most part, really liked the duet. Okay. Good. That's the correct answer. I think the... Yeah, you put it on the, on the playlist, so I assume you like it. <laughs> I, I think the chorus is super catchy, has a really catchy vocal melody. The the I, I believe that they don't start singing together until like the end, right? They're like singing the chorus at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um it's around the two ten mark when they start singing together, I think. When when they start doing that, it's like truly beautiful. Yes. Um I, I really like it. There, I it's it's not perfect. It's not cruel summer. It is not a perfect song. Mm-hmm. Just in general, I have a really hard time taking Justin Vernon seriously. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never never been into his solo stuff or his Bonnie Bear stuff or fucking whatever. But if this song didn't have them singing together, it would not be on this playlist. That's when the song really shines. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. Either she's singing by herself or they're singing together. Yes. If it was just like a featuring Bon Iver and he sang the bridge or one of the choruses or one of the verses by himself and that was it, it wouldn't be as good of a song. I agree. I agree that is for sure its peak, which makes sense. They save it for a couple minutes into the song. Yeah. But like you were saying before, um, just kind of about pop music in general. Like, I think the bones of this song are really, really strong. And mm-hmm. I really like the mood of it. Like, the tone yes. of the song, I think, is really good. There's a couple things that hold it back. Mm-hmm. Bon Iver might be a little bit of that. Sure. There is another pretty cringy line in this song to me. Which line? So the line that I had a hard time... That it's just like it took me out of the song. There's a line that takes me out of the song. Okay. And it's when they say, and I didn't like the ending. Wrong. Okay, cool. Yep. But I like when she says that she's leaving out the side door. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the ending is like just to me, it is too they couldn't think of anything, or they didn't take the time to think of anything a little more poetic or clever. Like, I, uh-huh. I'm fine with the movie metaphor uh-huh. that they've seen it before, but when they say, and I didn't like the ending, that just seems kind of like normie first draft type of line to me. I see where you're coming from. I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. Sure. Yeah. It could be put a little more eloquently, I suppose. Do I have a... An idea. Yeah, I'm for trying them? to think of. No, a- <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I have that line in my notes. I think I've seen this film before, and I didn't like the ending. I because if 
if you think of the whole picture, if you think if you think of the film, uh, this you know relationship or whatever that they're singing about is your you know in an argument in a relationship, and it seems to be the end. And I feel like that's a mm-hmm. line from a from a movie or something where you're like, I think I've seen this film before or I've read this book before and I didn't like the ending because I know the outcome of, of this relationship or whatever. So, okay, so two things. One, maybe there's uh, an issue with our connection because you must have heard me say that I didn't understand what they were saying. So thank no. you. F- I don't think you didn't understand it. Oh, and but yet you explained what it meant. Um, <laughs> Danny is um, just, his eyes are full of gunk, and he is mm-hmm. using only his middle finger to cleanse himself mm-hmm. and to, like, rub the area between his eyebrows weirdly and pick his nose <laughs> and shove it way back into his mouth. Yep, yep, um, gotta get it in there. Well, here's the other thing. If, like, if we're deciding on something okay and if i were to say like if you say hey i think we should do this and i go i don't know man i've seen that one before or i've seen that movie before you Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like and (laughs) (laughs) right like that's enough it's a good movie let's go (laughs) I, so I feel like it's kind of saying what doesn't need to be said. Cleaning your nose with Kanye's shirt, that's rude, man. Does it look like that? It did for a second. Yeah. Trying to, like, job this somehow. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel like it's... So everyone gets mad at Steven Spielberg for making, in Saving Private Ryan, for making Tom Hanks, like say to Matt Damon, like, you have to live to make all of this worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, but everybody already knew that that was like the meaningful part of the movie. I feel like this is, you kind of say this is a similar thing where it's like, oh, you didn't like it. Oh, (laughs) like, I don't know. Like small quibble, another me problem. Sure. 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 I, I think the first part of that line, they is, is not like, not just lyrically, but like, melodically interesting and then when she says like i'm leaving out the side door i think yeah, that's good. it hits um i i just don't like and i didn't like the ending that's it yeah that's it okay that's it um that is my next note for the this this i'm leaving out the side door uh, the 210 listen for the the synth hit it's okay so, it's so good Okay, couple things I want to talk about on that part. It wasn't until I listened to this recently with headphones that I heard that synth hit. It's kind of hard to hear when you're playing it over the fucking iPhone speakers through Zoom and stuff. Yeah, no, I I, th- I heard it though. I heard it. Yeah, it it's a very subtle, but it, right when the chorus starts, it's just a boom, like a bassy synth. 
and yeah, that the line leaving out the side door, and then so step right out. That, that's my my best uh, impersonation. <laughs> Through that chorus, though, I like that he gets the first few line or the first couple lines of that chorus, and then the second or the second paragraph or stanza or fucking whatever comes up, and she starts coming in and singing along with him. And then for the for like the first and second lines, and then the the back and forth starts happening, and I just it's it's so well put together, and it's almost like an actual argument of where this dude's like talking and then she's they're arguing over each other and basically saying the same things, and then they're doing the back and forth. I've where he's like I never saw this coming and I gave. I never saw any signs. I gave so many signs and like the back and forth of that is just, it's so well pieced together and it's fucking amazing. I love it. It's, I, it's I put fucking amazing in my notes. Oh, I, I hope Lassa didn't see that when she was just here. <laughs> uh, she, she told me to put it. Fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's an exquisitely like written and constructed song. Yes. No doubt about it. Like, as far as, like, all the pieces go, like, obviously, they both sing it perfectly. They're, Mm -hmm. obviously, everything's played perfectly. Like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's quite near perfect, because that's not quite what I mean, but. But that's what, that's, that's true, though. I think they do exactly what they set out to do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think there's something definitely to be said for that. I, yeah, I don't love Justin Vernon. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that, as we're going to see here in a second, that are a little off-putting, at least to me. Okay. Um, I don't want to get all the uh, Bon Iverettes or whatever his fans are called. <laughs> like The Bonnies? Um, I mean, right right now it's uh, Bon Iver, but if they're mad at us, it might be uh, Mal Iver, because that would be <laughs> bad. Mm-hmm. I, what, what does Iver even mean? Do you know? No idea. Okay. Also, I don't know that I knew he could sing like that. I think I've only ever heard his, like, acoustic... Ooh, holy shit. Yep, there goes Ben. I saw that too, Ben. Are we going to hear it? What? There was some, like, championship-level lightning right outside the window. Oh, really? <laughs> like, fucking... And not just, like, a flash. It was, like, like, <laughs> like yeah, three, yeah, yeah. like, like phases. Oh, there's some more. Holy shit. Here we go, bud. The summer thunderstorms are happening. Can your cat use mirrors? Uh, no. Ben is so good at mirrors. It's really? insane. Like, he will often, if I walk in the room, if, if he's like on his cat tree kind of facing the big like closeted mirrors, mm-hmm. he will just look at me through the mirrors for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, or like right now he's under the bed and he's looking at me through the mirror like <laughs> i've never known an animal yeah. that could like track that before but dan are you ready to watch something <gasps> yes it's not a music video they don't have a music video of this one well it's a video where music takes place touche amore mm-hmm. shoegaze girl had a hoodie of theirs oh did you tell her to listen to our podcast episode about it no also, she clearly doesn't want to because she has never asked about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this live? Oh. Have you seen this before? Yeah, we watched the whole thing um, when we were in Boulder City. 
We made uh, Amanda's grandparents watch it with us. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Why is he wearing a mask? That's yep, that's on my notes too. Off-putting thing number one. Yeah. National guy. Took me a... What's that? Guy from the National playing piano. Your dad would know that. So I actually, I thought that might have been Bon Iver. Because don't oh, no, they no, have no. similar, don't they have similar hair? They do have similar hair. That's a good, okay. good point. But yeah, why is he like completely covered up like this? Because he's too cool for school. He couldn't even come, uh, you know, isolate for a couple weeks so he could come to this thing. See, that is all I thought he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he had the, like, his, the deeper... his, like, spooky mountain howl. Yeah. Is that... Is that Jack Antonoff right yes. there? They never show him. Oh, really? They, like, you never see his face. Oh. It's like, isn't he also famous? Yeah. But yeah, everyone Just cares about the fucking the national. Also. Sure. I would uh, definitely recommend watching this since you do have Disney. No, I'm not Plus. gonna. You should. Well, okay. Maybe well, you and Shoegaze Girl can watch it together. She doesn't like Taylor Swift any more than I do. Well, maybe this will change your mind. I'm gonna ask her what she. What are your feelings on Bonnie Bear? Slash Justin Vernon. Slash Justin Timberlake's impression of him on SNL. Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't think I did. Um, gonna have to find a picture. the line I don't like. You're not my homeland anymore. So what am I defending? Not a fan. I'll take the movie line any day. I think it's better than the movie line. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good, yeah. At one point during the sketch, um, two other people are talking. Uh-huh. Um, it's two other musicians. Um, and then they like are trying to talk to him and they cut back to him. And he has, because he was just like playing, and he's like, asleep, and he goes, "Oh, sorry." Like I, he says something like, "Oh, I played myself to sleep again." Like, <laughs> awesome. Because it's fucking boring music. <laughs> so, 
seen him like in his what I presume is his house in his mm-hmm. like new era baseball cap. <laughs> um, it makes me think that he's probably an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't even take off his mask for the for Disney Plus. <laughs> I I don't know. It's I gotta sneeze. <coughs> Yeah, Whoa. I'm allergic to asshole, so it must be. <laughs> um, that was very pretty. Yeah. I don't know why he was in that mask, that bandit mask and the hat. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very weird. Um, oh, and I, there was one part I forgot. I'm, I'm going to... So if I search back, you will see the part I search back to, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you see his hand? <laughs> Did you see that? Keep Keep watching his hands for the rest of the time they show him. Okay, that's fine. He's keeping time. Sure. But then, what is that? He's doing the Steve Austin, like, suck it thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeps throwing up the shocker for no reason. (laughs) That guy. What's he doing Uh with his hands? (laughs) Taylor, you can do whatever you want with your hands. It's fine. Okay, calm down. I'm not, come on. Uh, um, I think there was more if I'd went a little further back, uh-huh. but there's a few times where he's he's singing. He's guys just sitting at a desk, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. and he keeps going <laughs> like this, and it's like he's making hand motions like he's rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just found it like, ugh, this motherfucker. Same guy that would wear that fucking mask. Yep. There, there's something about like how like gentle and delicate his Bon Iver music is uh-huh. but he's also a bro who wears a hat like that in a house <laughs> like that where I'm like oh he for sure just like it's that it's that thing of like you you be extra sweet so like but ladies like really know you can lay the pipe like that's <laughs> that's the message Bon Iver is trying to get across and I just don't trust it he's his days are numbered as far as I'm concerned yeah that was Exile featuring Exile. Bon jo- Bon Iver. <laughs> well, give me some final thoughts, buddy. Final thoughts. Um, I mean, so so I knew 40% of the playlist, <laughs> but I didn't know I knew 40% of the playlist until I heard at least 20% of the playlist. Sure, sure. Those were both songs I, I had heard and liked. And then you introduced me to Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. Which is I if I someone was to ask me if I have a favorite Taylor Swift song, that is what I would tell them. Now it seems not only is it a good song, probably seems cool to say, sure, because it's an yeah. album track. Yeah, deep and cut. if someone's asking me what my favorite Taylor Swift song is, I want to sound cool. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you say if you say "Shake It Off," they're gonna be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Right, this fucking guy. Yeah, I've been to Starbucks too, buddy. Oh God, yeah. I got Starbucks lovers. <laughs> then I I might actually be interested in listening more to Folklore. That's yeah. the only song off that album, for what I could tell, that is featuring another artist. On that album, yes, yes. Um, I was going to put another song just for the bass line. I'm going to play you the bass line really quick. Okay, we're gonna, I'm about to be a bad boy here. Bad boy.
That song almost made it on the playlist just because of that little bass. That was very, I mean, it almost sounded like two basses. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think there were two at, at one point or maybe like maybe a pedal doing something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, some sort of pedal doing something or I mean, who knows what sort of trickery was going on in that studio, but my Lord, that bass line is good. So um, Lover, Folklore, and Evermore, all very good albums front wait, to wait, back. Wait. What, what's Evermore? Evermore is her newest album that came out in 2021. Okay. Uh, also, in the same vein as Folklore, it's almost like Folklore Part 2, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like, a lot of acoustic instruments and stuff like that. So uh, it's very good. has the another guy from The National on it, the singer. Um, yeah, that big fucker. What's his name? Mr. National, I believe. <laughs> it's Dick National. Uh, it just says featuring the National. Uh, also, Haim. Haim? Haim is featured. Oh, another Bonnie Vare track as well. So, you know. That's all Evermore? Evermore, yes. Was, was Folklore made? Was it like recorded during lockdown? Both of these songs, yeah, or albums, Folklore okay. and Evermore, yeah, recorded during lockdown. Is all of Folklore more stripped down? Yeah, folksy? yeah. There was okay. a, a big hubbub about, this isn't a folk album, and people arguing about that, and fucking whatever. There's not a lot of electronics on it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of acoustic guitar, piano. How they plug nature. the mics in, Danny? What? How'd they plug the mics in? Well, I said it's an acoustic guitar and uh, and a piano, and uh, it was running off of batteries. Um, I so mean. They didn't have to plug anything in <laughs> and use electric, electronic electricity. <laughs> I remember, like, when I was a little kid and the, like, the, like, Best Buy insert in the Sunday paper would come out and you'd look through that excitedly. And it was like all electronics. And then you'd have to go to a def- different section to see anything that required batteries. Yeah. 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 I okay. remember that too. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Shared memories. Uh, anyway, th- those three albums are really good. Red is, is pretty good from what I've heard of it. And I don't know. All our albums are pretty good. Okay. So get started. Okay, seemed aggressive. <laughs> All right, can I give her some seconds of this cruel summer? Yes, you can. So, let's see. Dock you two points for giving me two songs I already knew. Dock you another point for multiple crying kid interruptions. <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I could see myself listening to folklore. Um, I would probably let other people like tell me what like the cool like good pop songs to listen to are, you mm-hmm. know, like off of probably anything 2017, like delicate to to fearless, yeah. which as we learn, she is not. She is very fearful <laughs> and she's very open about it, which again, just Mixed messages to the fans probably confuses a lot of the the younger fans who are very impressionable and they they just don't know what to make of it. So that's okay. That's gonna drop her out of the four point five range. 
Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in honor of the album that Blank Space is off. She gets 3.9891. Okay, that's too low, but okay. Okay. She gets two points. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't golf. Come on. She's number one. <laughs> Point nine eight nine one. Is this what you want? No. Then you'd be happy with the three point nine <laughs> eight nine one. I mean, I'm I telling Chewy's girl. She doesn't fucking care about this at all. <laughs> we could be she, talking about her favorite cares, band, and she wouldn't care. She cares if you're being mean to me. By lowering your, your that's probably seconds true. Summer. It's probably true. Um, I did ask her if she had any thoughts on Bon Iver or Justin Vernon, and I uh, have not heard back, so I'm to assume it is over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dante right. is single. Wait, what is this? Oh, let's see. Okay, she just said, yeah, it's so, so good, meaning Cruel Summer, I believe. Let's see I, if... I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would... I would. Over. I would know if she was a huge Bon Iver fan. Do you know who I, I think is kind of Bon Iver uh, adjacent, but I tend to have more respect for, is hmm. um, the basically same person in every regard, Mr. Iron and Wine. Mm, yeah. I have more respect for him as well. Sean Beam? Bean. No, that he's an actor. That's an actor. What's this guy's name? Scene Bean is an actor. (laughs) Um, I don't know. And look, basically what I'm saying is I think uh, the boy with the coin is fucking Sam Beam. Sam Beam. That was close. Jim's kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is this our final episode or are we ever going to do this again? Um, Svalbard, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I already gave them to you. I'm going to insert the audio. All right. I well, I just thought maybe you could take another take. Okay. Okay. But okay. You don't Let's do it. To. Let's do it. Right. Let's go right. for it. <clears throat> Dante. What? The next band you're going to listen to. Okay. Oh, God. God. From the land of England. Oh, no. The England. Yeah. The England. A band with a V and a weird place in their name. Oh, God. Um, oh, it could be anybody. Uh, ooh, hee, uh, Iron and Vine. <laughs> they're German. <laughs> Svalbard. Svalbard? Whatever could that be? <laughs> All right. Well, mm-hmm. until next time, we'll be right back. Should I open uh, Zoom? I haven't seen you in like 10 minutes. Yeah, open Zoom. Get rid of your your stupid game, game stop store.
I don't even know if that's where you're shopping. Get rid of your addictinggames.com. Game addict. Addict. Game addict. 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 Paddock. So those are... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the game addict. Addict. Paddock. So it is an... <sighs> it is a paddock, which mm-hmm. is like an outdoor... <laughs> Uh, like, is it like a, a, is it similar to a pen? I I don't know. Or is it more just to like, say like this, like area of land, Mm -hmm. uh, a small field or enclosure where horses are kept or exercised. So it is a, it is a horse pen (laughs) filled with attics. Yes. Filled with the top, the top floors, not actually rooms, but top floors, storage areas and haunt. Places for hauntings of mm-hmm. homes. And within that, there is people who are addicted to games. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I here's, misunderstood. Here's the thing. It's an attic above a house mm-hmm. that holds a paddock filled with addicts. Game addict attic paddock. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So, so it's possible that attic paddock is hyphenated to <laughs> indicate that paddock is being modified by mm-hmm. attic. Mm-hmm. What kind of paddock? Well, an attic paddock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there, there, there's a, a large ramp that goes down to the ground floor so the horses can, can get in and out of the paddock. Excuse me. The attic, attic paddock. Um, I actually was... Um, committed to one of these at one time, mm-hmm. but I had to be discharged because I came down with game addict addict paddock <laughs> panic. <laughs> Did I write that into my uh, like Google search bar so I could fucking say it? Yeah. 